I'm Lauren Schneider with Class Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Francis Jew, cast member of Good Enemy at Audible Theater. Hello and welcome. So happy to be here with you, Lauren. Well, thanks for being here. And let's talk a little bit about this story. A father learns that closing the door to his past means shutting his daughter out. And when Howard, your character, makes a surprise cross-country trip to visit your college-age TikTok-loving daughter, you're forced to confront the realities of the relationship and the rift between you. And here's my thought or question. Elong Yu has written a contemporary play. What's it like to be in the rehearsal process, and was he present very much? Oh, Elong has been present the entire time. Um... He's a, he's a really quiet presence in the room. Uh, he's not the kind of uh, playwright who uh, rejects a lot during rehearsal. He really respects our, our fantastic director, Che Yu, as well. Um, um, and he will, but he, he will confer with Che privately. He'll ask um, uh, leading questions occasionally in the room or to each of us privately. Um, and, and take all of that away. And, and really, he doesn't make, at least in my experience, rash decisions. He's, he's um, uh, very thoughtful and he will uh, take the time to think things through before he comes back with amazing new changes. I, I swear, I've worked on, on, a, on a few plays and um, in, in this uh, experience, every time we get a change, it, it makes the play better. It makes us more excited. And um, it's been a thrilling experience working with him in the room. Oh, how terrific. And you mentioned Che Yu, the director, mm-hmm. who, of course, you've worked with in A Language of Our Own, as well as Cambodian Rock Band, mm-hmm. where you also received the Lucille Lortel Award. So how has your working relationship with you evolved throughout these various years and the various projects? Wow, Che and I go way back. Um, he was the uh, playwright of A Language of Their Own at the Public Theater and when I first met him. And, um, it, you know, to me, uh, back then, playwrights were really, really scary people. <laughs> they're <laughs> the of their heads, you know, how, how can they do this? You know, it's, it's, it's tough enough for me to be in my own skin. Um, they, they occupy so many different people's minds and hearts and um, get them to talk to one another. I think that's just incredible. Um, and Che is facile and fast and quick. And um, he, he uh, is um, just whip, whip smart um, and has really great theatrical instincts. So um, he uh, has been a great... Um, uh, collaborator in a way. And um, from the very beginning, I think he's helped teach me how to take myself more seriously. Uh-huh. So I, I've, I've always been somebody who's taken um, theater and the craft very, very seriously and um, have admired, um, you know, journeyman actors and actresses who, who, you know, just work constantly who are transformative and um, who help, I think, change the world, change people's hearts and minds mm-hmm. and, in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and, and have tried, you know, to um, 
study to be like that. You know, that's the kind of actor I want to be. And um, he has always seen, you know, the best in me uh, and uh, is quick to, to tell me when I'm not being my best, <laughs> which is great too. But um, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of his because he's, uh, he, he's helped me so much. And it's, it's so clear that these relationships grow and evolve and let individuals explore their best work and continue mm. to evolve to their best work. And mm. just thinking um, back to the play and without giving away too much, mm-hmm. what caused the rift between Howard that you play and your and the daughter? Oh, what causes rifts between fathers mm-hmm. and daughters? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's something I think that a lot of people can relate to. Um, uh, I, I am I'm in awe of parents, mm-hmm. um, how they take on the responsibility of um, truly just being selfless and, and letting their kids be the primary reason for existence. Um, is just an, an incredible and, and beautiful act. And at the same time, you know, I think that um, it's, it's just incredibly difficult. You know, uh, what do you tell your kids about yourself? Mm-hmm. What do you want them to know about you and still be able to maintain your authority with them um, and, 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 and still be their friends um, and still have them love you? I mean, there's nothing crueler than, you know, a child just rejecting you. There's nothing mm-hmm. that hurts quite like that. And um, so I don't know how it's possible, you know, to, mm-hmm. to be a disciplinarian, to be a trainer, to be an, uh, an encourager, a best friend, all at the same time. Um, and, you know, there are some people who um, have particular kinds of, of secrets from their, their children. You know, there are immigrants who um, want to make a new life, who don't want to keep reliving the old life um, for lots of different reasons. Um, and there are people who um, have secrets because they don't, they, they, they don't want anyone to know, let alone their children. Um, because, you know, the judgment of your children is harder than anything else, you know? Um, so, uh, so yeah, there are, there are secrets and lies in all families. And I think that that's what um, this play has in common with with just about everybody. Hmm. You grew up in a family of nine children. Yes, I did. Hearing you talk about admiring parents in general, Mm. within the context of your own family and your childhood, how does that influence your life as an actor and your work as an actor? Wow. Um, That's a really, really good question. I, you know, when I was young, I was really, really shy. I, I was very insecure. I, I couldn't talk to people. I could barely talk to my own brothers and sisters, you know, let alone people. Um, it, and it was, a, you know, as you said, there were nine kids in the house. It was a large tribe. And, you know, um, getting attention was not easy. Um, likewise, you know, getting some privacy was not easy um but when i when i first the first live musical that i ever saw i've said this many times before the first live musical i saw was a high school production of the king and i 
and one of my older brothers was playing the prince. Mm. And when I saw that show, I just knew that that was the world in which I could talk to people. That was mm. the, the way that I could learn to um, be in the world. Um, I could, that I could articulate things that I, I just didn't know how to articulate in my own life. And I've been really lucky that I've been able to work on things that matter to me, that have um, expanded my um, uh, idea of, of what and who I could be um, and uh, helped, helped me understand the world. Um, and Good Enemy actually is, is uh, um, although my, my parents were not themselves immigrants, they were children of immigrants. And um, just working on this show itself, I think has helped me understand my parents just a little bit more, and, or at the very least, um, kept me in dialogue with them, even though they've, they've both passed. It, it, it feels like um, I've, I've been able to chat with them a little bit through this play. Mm, lovely. And even thinking about your experience seeing The King and I, you in your career have also originated the role of Bun Fu in Thoroughly Modern Millie and yes. part of the original companies of Coraline and Soft Power and the 2006 National Asian America Theater Festival's revival of Falsettos. Share with us some insight about performing in musicals. Ooh, you know, musicals are just so hard (laughs) (laughs) and and you're speaking from a man with a brand new hip I understand yes yes I have a new hip I feel great um it's only been two weeks and already you know I'm I'm walking we've had three previews already and I'm on my new hip um (laughs) great that you're doing a straight play right now and not a musical (laughs) yes yes thank god um you know years of you know uh of being hyperflexible, of um, uh, dancing when I was younger, um, of learning new techniques um, after, you know, um, doing ballet and, and jazz and show dance and, and, and then learning things like kabuki and Beijing opera and, and stuff like that. Um, and my hips had just had it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I think that doing musicals is like being a, a decathlete you know you just you have to have stamina you have to be physically prepared to do what they do eight times a week and you know as the years have gone by musicals have gotten much much more physically demanding um vocally demanding um emotionally i i you know they're though musicals are some of the most um gratifying um, experiences that I've ever had because the music really um, just uh, it is so satisfying. You know, um, if, if only we could all be followed around, you know, by 40 piece orchestras and be able to sing whenever we felt like it. Um, that I, I think life would be a lot better. We'd all get along a lot better. Um, there's, there's something about musicals where we, we find hope where we can, we might actually be able to um, um, find love, to to believe in one another, um, and and have a future. I, I think that um, that's that's what I I have loved about doing musicals. Um, and and whenever I'm doing a musical, I'm longing to do a play, and wow. um, 
whenever I'm doing a play, you know, I miss, I miss music. Mm-hmm. Well, we're glad you were that you're doing a play now. And <laughs> my final question, making the choice as an actor, was there any resistance from your parents? Oh, oh yes. <laughs> you know, my, um, we, we weren't uh, a live theater going family when I was young. Um, we would go to see, you know, um, any one of us in our, our school shows. Um, but it wasn't the kind of thing that we did, you know, with nine kids. Um, it was hard, you know, to, to get out to do things like that. Um, and, um, and so when we were little, we would put on shows at home there was a piano, like back in the 60s and 70s when I was growing up, a lot of people had pianos at home and um, we would put on shows for ourselves, for our family and um, charge admission. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'd get reviewed. Um, it, was, it was a lot of fun, but no one ever thought of this as a, a way to live, you know? And um, my parents thought it was just a lot of fun, you know, that it was a way of, of my, you know, um, getting out of myself and and being able to learn how to be with people and make friends and stuff like that. But when I started taking this more seriously and wanting to take classes and stuff, they, it wasn't the kind of thing that they could spare the money for. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I've had a, a a job of one kind or another since I was ten. So I would I would try to take classes, um, take dance class first. You know, um, with San Francisco Ballet. Um, with other dance studios in New York uh, and in San Francisco. Um, I took, when I was at, at, in college, I would take classes. Um, but, you know, they made me promise that I wouldn't um, do shows in college until I had proven that I could keep my, you know, grade point average up and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And when I finally got the opportunity to work professionally um, and take a little time off of school, they said, great, so you're on your own. You think you can do this? Fine. You're paying your own way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just jumped at the chance because uh, one, I was young enough and dumb enough to, <laughs> to do it. Um, and and uh, it, it honestly was a vocation. You know, I, I knew from very early on that I, I could endure being poor um, mm-hmm. if I was doing theater, um, mm-hmm. that I could endure getting a hip replaced if I was mm-hmm. doing theater, you know? Um, and uh, it, it wasn't till years later when I was um, uh, playing Butterfly uh, on tour, mm-hmm. my parents came to see the show and I, I gave them a tour backstage. And my dad was a engineer for the Navy all of his life. And um, he saw the crew, you know, packing up after the show and he looked at the rigging in the fly rail and, and, and everything backstage. And he, he, he looked at me and he, he said, this looks like work. <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, this is, you know, this is a job. You know, there are more people backstage, you know, making sure that everything goes well than there are on stage often, you know, and, and the, the craft that it takes to be on stage is work too. And, you know, from then on, you know, I think that, um, they, they were more encouraging. They, my mom admitted that um, I was the one kid that as an adult, she still worried about, mm. you know, they didn't have a steady job. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, what, what, what could I retire on? You know, all, all of those kinds of things that parents think about for their kids. Um, but she also knew that I was doing what was making me happy. And that was all that mattered um, mm-hmm. to them in the end. So, you know, um, years later, um, I, I learned that my dad had been keeping a, a scrapbook um, and that he hadn't even told me about um, with, you know, programs and photos and stuff like that. It was just, it's, it's you know, I think that they were the kind of parents who, who could be really proud, but they were also really scared for me at the same time. <laughs> it's reasonable and understandable. And um, the fact that they were happy for you because you were happy, but also so proud. And Francis, you're a complete inspiration to generations coming up as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. To know about options and opportunities and the way that you so articulate willing to be poor to do theater, <laughs> being, being, <laughs> being happy. And it's what you do for your audiences. So I, I thank you very much for your time today. I'm grateful to you, Lauren. Thank you so much. I'm Lauren Schneider with Francis Jew, cast member of Good Enemy at Audible Theatre. Thank you. <laughs>